Welcome to Flip the Score. I'm Alex. I'm Andrew. I'm Josh. And tonight we are finally back. Andrew has been, well, he went to another country. He went to Scotland. And Yes, I should have actually pronounced my name as Andrew, which is how everyone pronounces it over there. So, uh, There is a lot of news that has happened. Um, but before we get into any video games, uh, Andrew, uh, tell us, tell us about Scotland, man. That's such a cool country. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty fucking cool. Um, we, uh, went to six castles. Jeez, um, Jesus, six castles in a place in uh, Scotland that doesn't seem that big? Well, let me ask you guys a question. How many castles do you think are in Scotland? Well, now, uh, now that I know there's six, uh, more than six, like 12? Uh, yeah, a lot more than six. Uh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, uh, like, legitimately, I'm going to say, like, say 500. Here. So, what'd you say, Alex? I'm going to go with a dozen, 12. Okay. Uh, Josh? Said I, I said 500. 500. You said 500. I went very what if high. I told you guys that throughout history there has been 4,000 castles in Scotland? That have been built, rebuilt, or re- built, rebuilt, or destroyed? I, I, I don't know. I just have a book to tell there are 4,000 either still standing or like ruins of castles in Scotland. Crazy. What? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I believe it. I mean, fucking scrapers are in the United States, you know? That's it's nuts. At, at least three, so yeah, at least three. Yeah. yeah, is in Europe, in all of those countries and shit. Um, yeah, and it's actually crazy. You know, over here, you know, you might grab like say like a drink mm-hmm. or say like a, a candy bar or something, and it might say like founded in like eighteen thirty seven or something like that. You go over there. I I had a like a bottle of water. It said founded in thirteen oh five. <laughs> so it's like yeah, the year that I don't know, yeah fucking... shit is so much older over there than what it is here in the states obviously uh like the oldest do you mean like what's the oldest thing that i saw it said like founded in or what is the actual oldest thing i saw, thing you saw. um i mean castles like ruins of castles that were built in like you know the year 1000 or whatever so fucking gnarly really yeah yeah That's incredible. it's like uh it's like this was made back and we could still kill people for not believing in our religion That's yeah insane. pretty much um but yeah, yeah. uh um yeah so when does it six castles we stayed in inverness uh there's Pretty much like three main like big cities in Scotland. There's Inverness, uh, Glasgow, and Edinburgh. And then we stayed in Inverness and Edinburgh. Uh, we did not visit uh, Glasgow, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Inverness is. I would say like eighty percent of the people we saw in Inverness were. Um. So like you know natives. So like thick like Scottish accents like um that like. Like they're literally the first hotel we stayed at. We we walked in uh, one night from like uh, out doing whatever, and actually no, it was the morning before we left. One morning, this guy. So there's a couple of guys, like uh, they, um, rode like bikes. Like I assume like professionally, like just like bicycles because they had like the bike gear on them, or whatever. So they were probably in like some like race or something. But one guy like came in. 
and he started talking, could not understand a fucking word he was saying because it was so <laughs> his accent was so thick. <laughs> um, and uh, but yeah, so like eight, yeah, like eighty percent of people are natives to Scotland. Going to Edinburgh, though, Edinburgh... So, uh, let me back up. Inverness has a population of, like, 70,000 people, something like that, which is big for us, but in terms of, like, big cities here in the States, that's not that big. Um, But going to Edinburgh, Edinburgh has a population of 1.4 million. So, it's huge. And, yeah, densely populated. Um, So, there, it's like the New York of of scotland so like you're seeing people of like every ethnicity like every race like from throughout the whole world like they're they're visiting um and uh but it's also like driving there sucked we only drove in edinburgh one day because we traded the car and then we walked or took like taxis the rest of the time we were there but driving there was awful it's like imagine driving in chicago but you have to drive on the left side of the road (laughs) Did you drive on the left side of the road? Like, were you, did you drive a car there? I didn't drive at all. My aunt oh, did all driving. Come on, that was cool. No, she's the one that had like the the temporary like uh, driver's license to be over there. So, and her name was the only one on the rental car. So, oh. if if I would have been driving and then I would have would have happened, then that would have been like a big deal because it's like my name wasn't on the yeah, the information for the rental car. So, okay. um, um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Did you find Nessie? Where is she at? Did you talk to her? No, I, I looked all over. I yeah, went deep in the water. Um, did you give it tree fitty? To, what do you mean tree fitty? Have you never seen that South Park episode where like there's just this couple and they're arguing and he keeps saying why well, he can't give her three dollars and fifty cents because the Loch Ness monster keeps taking it. He goes, I ain't gonna give the Loch Ness monster three fifty. Um, no, I don't. I don't remember that episode, huh? No, uh, I've I've never I've never seen that episode either. I'll, I'll find okay. it. Send it to y'all. It's real dumb. Yeah. Um. So um, I got a couple like Loch Ness like souvenirs. Yes. Um, cool. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. But um, um, one of my how uh, how cool it have been if Andrew happens to be the guy to find Loch Ness. He goes yeah, right. there and he Dude, finds Loch Ness. Yeah. We're just walking yep. around with this camera going, oh fuck. There's that's what uh uh my, my boss was like imagine like you just took a picture and like you look you're at home looking at it and you just see fucking nessie in one of your pictures like <laughs> um but you know what's interesting is the Loch Ness monster sightings go as far back as i think like sometime in like the 1100s so so i'm i'm pretty much like if there is anything living in that water which i think is a huge if man i'm i'm not saying there never was but if something's still alive in that water, it's not the original Loch Ness. It would have been like something that was, you know, because nothing lives for a thousand years. Like at least nothing that you can't possibly know that. <laughs> yeah, I can't pop. Nothing, nothing that has ever been really discovered lives like uh, that's that that's like has like a beating heart. Anything like that lives for a thousand years. Like we don't even know um, if it has a heart. It could be a robot. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Nessie could be a demon, and yeah, could be in a Yep. Um, I think. Is that uh, a huge tourist trap? Like, is the, did it seem like a huge tourist thing? Like everyone was basically flocking to it. Or? Uh, no. Uh, at least not when not the day we were there. Um, it was kind of like, 
it wasn't like super raining that day, uh, but it was kind of, you know, drizzling a little bit. Um, it was cloudy. Um, and, uh, I mean, at the tourist center, I mean, you know, there was a decent amount of people there, but when we, act, when we actually went out to Loch Ness and went up to the, the Queens view, which is on Loch Ness, like, um, it wasn't that bad. And then, uh, uh, try to remember the castle that's on Loch Ness, uh, Urquhart, um, that wasn't that bad. Um, but, uh, the busiest castle, uh, would have been Edinburgh Castle. And, oh my god, dude, it was so fucking busy. There were so many people. Um, like, every time you'd, like, turn, you'd hear someone complaining about it. Like, I can't believe how many people are here today. Um, like, uh, I guess everyone had the idea to come here today. Uh, <laughs> but, um... Everyone's like, I'm gonna go on this day because I think this is the day no one's gonna want to go. And yeah, it was a, it was a yep. fucking Tuesday, and I was like, man, wish we would have went on a different day. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it it could be one of those places that is just perpetually busy because it's just a yeah. massive tourist spot. Yeah, uh, had a lot of fun. My favorite castle we went to was called Cawdor Castle, uh, and C A W D O R. Um, and, uh, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a place that we planned on going to. It was a place that we were coming home from something or not coming home, going back to the hotel from somewhere. And I was taking a nap and I woke up like hearing the GPS that kept saying like rerouting. So I was like, what's going on? And, and my mom and aunt were like, oh, we saw a sign for a castle. So we just want to check it out. And it ended up being like my favorite place we went to. Um, this when you guys go through a tunnel and you go back in time and it's like uh, yeah, yeah or like go to fucking like Narnia or something <laughs> or you 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 tell you tell like a, a native later on I went to Calder Castle and like Calder Castle hasn't been up in four hundred years yeah right <laughs> um uh you get there and everyone's like what's that in your hand and they're like oh it's a cell phone and you're like god damn everyone's like really motivated on their bit here <laughs> um. But uh, uh, another one of my favorite things, Alex, was uh, we went down into, I need to try and remember to get this right. It's the real Queen Mary's Close, I think is what it's called. So a close is, so back in like the 13, 14, 1500s, a close would have been like a an alleyway that goes like, uh, that has like walls built up like really high around it, like could be like 14, 15 stories all around it. And there's just like little like houses like inside in this in these alleyways, um, like little houses, little shops or something. Um, and so these things were called closes. Uh, and it's basically where like a lot of poor people lived. So uh, we were shown one room and they're like, you know, this room would have held like 14 people. And this room's, like, the size of, like, you know, my kitchen or, like, something like that. Like, something really small. And then the the guy that was giving us the tour was, like, in the middle of the room is a bucket. And that bucket is used for, you know, going to the bathroom. And it was used by everyone. And in the, in the, in the morning, at 7 in the morning and 7 at night is the only times where you are legally allowed to empty your bucket. Okay, <laughs> and so, so you... So I'm looking at this now. So this is, like, a... Um... Like how how America has like wild west towns you go to and they're like oh we live in the fucking eighteen hundreds but this is just like living in the whatever fucking year it's in 
what uh are you talking about the the, the real mary yeah, the queen real mary's clothes yeah, yeah so uh the guy giving us a the guy giving us a tour was dressed up as like a how someone thinks like yeah yeah um yeah and so basically in like in in the i think the 1800s they cut off like all the tops of these closes and like basically like tore them down and then they built like the new town like on top of it so basically that's how these uh these old closes they still exist underground um and uh so we were given a tour uh it's supposedly haunted there is a i guess in, in one of the rooms of the houses um in 1992 this japanese psychic uh was there doing a documentary for japanese television and she was in a bedroom of one of these houses uh and um she walked in there and said she felt like um she was also like a paranormal investigator so she felt like uh, a cold it, it, it suddenly got really cold and like really depressing but she didn't see anything so she turned to leave but then she felt a tug on her shawl and so she turned around and there was a little girl standing there and the little girl had told her that that hundreds of years ago uh her because during the black plague in like the 1500s a lot of people died down there um and so she said that her family had left her down there because she had the plague and they left and they left her to die and she said that she has no one to play with and she just wants like a doll um and so this woman like ran out and ran up to like the like outside and like to the first shop she could find and she bought a doll and she ran back down there and the girl was still there and she gave the girl a doll and she said suddenly it felt like that depressing sad feeling went away it suddenly became like joyful and then she like turned to look back at the entryway and then turned back and the girl was gone but the doll was still there um and so she was basically saying this girl is at peace now and then so now people when they come visit this place a lot of people will and my aunt did uh that they will bring like little tiny like dolls and leave them in the room uh and unfortunately the original doll from 1992 was stolen in 2019 someone visited hey you know this fucking haunted doll what if i stole it <laughs> yeah no, right you idiot you'll leave well, it where it is yeah i i totally you know that that person that person's yeah. like whoever stole it is super cursed now and the fucking <laughs> the fucking like monster from the garage is probably like f- <laughs> fucking killing ripping their uh, jaw off right now as we speak yeah, that person had seven. That, <laughs> that person lived for seven days after they stole it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. Uh, the one of their big things was uh, um, and Alex, uh, you you played some of the older Assassin's Creed, right? Yeah. Like Assassin's Creed two or like you know whatever. Two, three, most of them. Yeah. So, do you remember seeing the Plague Doctors? So they were, they actually have down there, um, they have a, like a, a, a mannequin, like, or maybe not a mannequin, maybe like a wax, like statue, uh, of a, a dude, like dressed in authentic plague doctor, uh, outfit. Um, and so the reason why they have like the, the beak of like a crow was because back, back, you know, a hundred years ago, crows would scare off like a lot of things so they made a the beak of this thing look like a crow because they were they were hoping that it would scare away the plague 
<laughs> now, obviously, that's not how it works. Um, but I mean, uh, I mean, the plague was the plague was eradicated. So, are you sure that that's are you sure it didn't scare know. the plague away? Actually, the plague was not eradicated because the guy said that the plague is still there. Like the 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 the, the disease that caused the plague is still alive today. It's just we have vaccines and stuff. Yeah, happen. well, yeah. yeah, you're you're right. It's people. It's rare, but people can still get the the yeah. bubonic plague. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so their big thing was the play doctor, and I got this. Uh, I'll I'll send you guys a. Um, I know Josh saw it, but I'll put it in the chat. A uh, a little like bust of a plague doctor thing. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I just put it in the chat if you want to. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah, that was one of my favorite things we did. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to know? Um, like, do you have any good food over there? Yeah, like, how's the food and stuff? Uh, it was pretty good. I had fish and chips like three different nights. Uh, I had uh, like authentic. I had an authentic Italian pizza from a place. Uh, cause the thing about Edinburgh, Edinburgh, they have a ton of like authentic Italian places. Um, cause I guess it's really big there. So I had like a, a pizza. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't try any haggis. Uh, I just couldn't do it. So my aunt and my uh, mom had it one time though. Uh, Andrew, tell Alex about the, the funny money that they use over there. Monopoly money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you seen England's money? It is goddamn monopoly. It's all weirdly colored and shit. Is it the same thing in Scotland? Wait, hold on. Okay, yeah. Before I ask that, before I ask that is, Did, is Scotland part? Scotland is part of the UK, right? Yes. So do they? They use, don't use. They don't use the same money. So. Uh, so Scotland uses pounds, okay. uh, but like London and stuff uses euros. Uh, a euro is different than a pound. They don't use euros anymore. I thought, I, or is it opposite? Because I thought when they got out of the. I mean, when I when I was at the when I was at the London airport, they only accepted euros. Like they they didn't go about pounds. So. That makes sense. Um. And I thought I uh, did I not put the. Yeah, I must not have put it in the in our chat the picture of the money or whatever. Um. But yeah, I have like a Scotland technically Scotland has no legal tender since seventeen oh seven and all notes of promissory. Don't know, I just looked that up. I was just randomly fucking around. All right, so With the I mean, UK, some so US dollars are not generally accepted in the UK, nor in fact are euros. With the exception of places like airport stores, you'll need to use UK currency in cash or payment card during your time in the UK. So that makes sense. Okay. Because I, because yeah. I, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure when they got out of the uh, EU that they stopped using euros or something like that. But that makes sense. What, um, but I just put the picture of the money in the, the chat. Um, there's a ten, yeah, a bro. five. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's okay. So um, so let me tell you what my little like, weird hobby used to be for like eight years. So these coins, we used to get them all the time when I used to work at McDonald's. So I used to take them because clearly you can't use them as a tender at a bank. It doesn't matter. Wait, why did they? 
Because sometimes randomly when we when like people will pay, they'll just give you money and within the circulation of money in the United States, you just get random like country coins sometimes. A lot of Canadian, a lot of Mexican. But I have like coins from like North Korea, Vietnam, Bangladesh, just uh. random shit that came through McDonald's. And I remember yeah. getting that one with the gold outline and thinking that it was really, really fucking cool. Because I love the way that looks. I need to find that bag because I, I have so many coins. I'll show you. I yeah. So, cool. so that's a, um, the yes. one with the gold ring on it. Yep. That's a, that's a one pound coin. Okay. Yes, um, yeah. And then there's another one that's a twice the size of that with another gold ring on it. And that's a two pound coin. Um, they actually don't have any paper money that goes underneath, that goes under five. So they don't have like a $1 bill or anything like we have. Um, I like to think that Alex has a go bag somewhere with like from like a dozen. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, bunch of passports. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah, that's like a thing I used to, I used to love doing because mm. I mean everything is mostly the same. It's all cut the same, except for those couple ones that you have here have in this picture. <coughs> Excuse me, where it's just weirdly rigid and weirdly like edged. Like I always thought that was dope. Um, so like England yeah. is super cool because it's like or the UK or that stuff. Uh, so the the one that has six sides on it is a fifty cent, like it would they call it pence, but would it be like cents here? So that's yeah. fifty cents. Uh, the copper one is uh, the copper one is like one pence, uh, and they have another copper one is twice the size of that. That's two pence. Um, the one to the left of the copper is uh, ten pence, and then the one to the right of it is uh, five pence. No, I never, I've never heard that band. No, I haven't either. It's um, it's a "Kiss Me." They wrote the song "Kiss Me." Kiss me. Oh, okay, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the only reason I know what a pets is. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I don't. Know. You guys have any have any other questions or? Uh, not, not really. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, yeah, Andrew, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So, uh, oh, I'll say, uh, they love, um, so over there, like, uh, they're, um, their, their big drink over there is an orange drink called Urn Brew. Uh, it's, it's only brewed in Scotland. Um, and I, and I, no, it's not, it's, it's like an orange soda. Um, and I guess you can find it here in the States. Like, I guess if you look in like the international section, whatever, uh, but it, it has like a, a good orange taste to it, but it sure is like cream soda. Um, uh, and then when it comes to it's something about oranges over there, because when it comes to their chocolate, they're huge on orange flavored chocolate. There's so many, I, I brought home like six different types of like orange flavored chocolate because I love orange chocolate um something they aren't big on over there i didn't see anything peanut butter 
Like no Reese's, n nothing. Yeah. And they they love orange soda. It must be Cal Mitchell's favorite country. Uh, yep. <laughs> All right. Well, Andrew. I, yes. Uh, I'm so stoked that you did that. I'm, I'm glad we got to talk to you about some Mario. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about some video games. Yeah. Games. Boys, I accidentally beat Starfield. And let me tell you how this happened. So I really, really like the Starfield story. I think it's a really interesting story because at some point it just goes in this crazy fucking direction. And I just got so into it that I got to the last part where it's go do the thing. And I made a save because I know it's a new game plus. But um, um, uh, but like I was just so into it. Like I didn't want to do anything else but just play the story. It was so cool. And like once it takes you to Earth that's where it's like, okay, this is so fucking weird. This is so cool. Like, there's so much happening. So what happens, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't super care on okay. some spoilers. Awesome. Um, there's so, a lot. So what happens when it, when you go, because I know that you can go to Earth anytime, and it's just a barren planet. But so what happens when a story takes you to Earth? Um. So there's, it just takes you to a buried NASA facility and then you explore it. Okay. So because they pretty much they say like they imply that everything on Earth has been covered by just a shit ton of sand and dirt. And so everything is just buried. And anything that you see that's the bone and dirt is just the very tops of like either skyscrapers or really tall like you know constructs. Mm-hmm. So, and then, uh, you, I, I won't spoil it, but you find out, you find out the reason why Earth ended up the way it is, and it's not, it wasn't a natural phenomena. Yeah. So it wasn't global warming. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Al Gore wasn't right in that one, at least when it comes to Starfield. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Alex, you still there? I'm still here. I'm just, I'm just listening. Up, huh? Um, yeah, man. So. Okay. Um, I don't. Uh, um, I, I eventually we're gonna need to talk about the ending and the like, because there's a whole thing to it and it's weird and it's a really cool idea and I love it and I hate it at the same time. So I'm were you, uh, Alex? Uh, were were you surprised about the revelation as to how the Earth became the way it was? Kind of, but not really. I thought it was cool. But, okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, I mean, I I thought I thought it was pretty interesting. They kind of, I felt they kind of just glossed over it, in my opinion. Yeah, there there probably could have been more like mention of it, um, because spoiler, uh, there's a mission that says go to NASA, and I was like, oh my god, NASA, what are we about to go through? And, um, uh, you know, it's it's no uh, it's no lie the way they tell some of the stories through data banks, uh, tablets, stuff like that. Notes, yeah. gamepads, all that. That's a Bethesda thing, which is fine. But um, at times, I wish I would have found more, I don't know, better ways to tell some of the history. Like that museum that you walk through was an amazing way to tell some of that story. Now, you probably could have done that with Earth and some other stuff, but it might have been a little bit different. Um, so going yeah. there, kind of finding just the remains. It, it, it's cool, but, you know, 
with Bethesda. So it is what it is. I um I did enjoy my time. I think I put around 40, 45 hours in. Uh, I'm gonna wait till we hear more about the DLC, and maybe I'll go back and, and do some um do some of the Ranger missions, do some of the UC Vanguard stuff. Yeah, you know I'm. I'm kind of with you. So I did complete the UC Vanguard questline, and there's this a ton of other side quests I did. I finished the main quest, and I'm like, you know what? I I dove headfirst into the Starfield pool, and now I've got out, and I'm like, you know, I'll I'll wait to go back in and to to finish some of the other quest lines and stuff, because it's like, you know, I got a bunch of the big answers, and then kind of the revelation that the new game plus is kind of like a it's almost like a voluntary galactic Groundhog's Day. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really fucking is, and that's what blew. That's what like, like okay, that's an interesting concept. But you know what? Right now, there's other stuff that's coming up. There's other stuff I need to play. Starfield gave me a lot of fucking, a lot of fucking time, and uh, I wasn't. Yeah. Disappointed. I was disappointed in some of it. Um, I wish we had more fun things to explore. When we were going to get the powers, that was pretty cool. And I wish there was more to that. I wish there was more weird um, terrestrial things that happen when you go to get the power. You're fighting more guardians. That would have been kind of kind of fun. Um, but I, you know, I'm going to give Bethesda the props. That's the best shooting they have had in any game they've ever made. Um, combat feels tight. Feels really good. Even the melee feels incredible. Um, some of the, you know, some of the dialogue is is hit or miss at times. Story is really good. Some of the side story stuff is really cool. Um, and I do believe, excuse me, that they're going to work on this. They're going to do their best. And I think they're going to put in, well, I mean, they've already said that they've been hearing, you know, feedback and stuff. And I think they're going to eventually put uh, an actual map in so you know where the fuck you're going. Um, you'll, you know, fix some random quality of life things. Yeah, because I think Bethesda themselves put out a post saying like mm-hmm. things that are coming in the future, and one of them was maps. Which is great because. You know, but that's they severely and they 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 said next year though, so Which it's it's going to be a little while. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. There's a lot of stuff coming out, and I I think they know that, and I think they're fine with that. So, um, you know, I really enjoyed my time. It definitely can make my top ten list. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm glad that I I'm glad that I played a lot of it. I have really good time uh so alex what <clears throat> what do you think like what do you think they're gonna where do you think they're gonna go with the dlc you know i, I don't well what i could see is they would have to give it enough time to let people beat the story so then they can reveal more of the starborn and maybe you see more starborn stuff or maybe you see them go with some of the side ones maybe you know maybe there's some kind of gun running thing when you go to the bottom of uh, New Atlantis or maybe some of the bad parts in Neon or something but um, yeah I mean I could I could see them doing stuff more with the, with the Varun kind of uh, giving some more backstory with them mm-hmm. um, and I guess other than that I ran into one bug which fucking weird so there's a mission in there where you go um, confront this gang I can't remember what it's called um, but there are two people and they're looking at each other and they're supposed to be talking and you cannot get anything to trigger. You go to both of them, they're both says they're busy. You go to the guy that's next to him and he'll just do some generic dialogue and you just can't fucking go anywhere. And it's the weirdest fucking thing. Um, 
I haven't seen anything else about it anywhere else. I did also have a couple crashes when I was fast traveling. Um, sometimes it would just crash the dashboard. It wasn't anything terrible. Ter- <laughs> terrible. Uh, it wasn't anything terrible or made anything too frustrating, but it was kind of an annoyance. So. Um, yes, I had. I felt I had a glitch to where uh, Alex toward the end of the story, there's a mission to where you're in this um, uh, like science facility mm-hmm. and you keep, you keep uh, transitioning from different like dimensions or realities. You know what I'm oh, talking about? Dude, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, so first of all that uh, even though you're going from like different, like kind of like reality or something, it gave me like real like silent hell vibes. Cause like, you know, one reality is all like all like, fucked up, and then the other reality is just normal. Um, but there's in the in the reality that's fucked up. Uh, there's a hallway, and at the end of the hallway, there's a door to the left or right. Well, I would get to the end of the hallway, and then I would just fall through the the geometry. I just fall through the floor. And then now I I wouldn't have to reload the save because what would happen is I'd fall through and then my character would just kind of teleport back to right before that right before I fell out. But I couldn't get either of the doorways. I kept falling through. So eventually, after a bunch of trial and error, I finally was able to jump over the you know the, the hole in the ground to get to where I needed to go. But it was really frustrating. But I mean that—that's probably the biggest glitch I experienced in the game. Other than that, I mean, with other than like some really minor graphical issues, like maybe on a planet, maybe you'll see some rock pop in and stuff. Mm-hmm. Other than that, it's had a pretty you know pretty good experience. Overall, in the series S, it ran pretty well. I did have some texture popping at times, but nothing that that was jarring or made anything uncomfortable. So. Um. So my my final playtime was just over eighty hours. What the now. Fuck, really? Yeah, now some of it was, uh, I, one thing I really enjoyed early on is going to star system and exploring and, um, uh, like what, um, surveying all the planets. I, I really like doing that. And so I want to say I probably put a good 20 hours in just doing that because I probably surveyed probably a good 15 to 20 different star systems. And and it's also it's also really good money because at the end of my playthrough I had like almost six hundred thousand credits. Oh my god! So I, I I read that um if you go on a planet and you find like a science outpost or what did they call them something like that? Yeah, there's there's science outposts. You don't know where they're at because everything is procedurally generated. But if you if you do come across one, uh, you can use it to give you information on one of the on the planet. But honestly, it's faster. Oh, I I saw someone said that there's a thing at the top of it that uh, gives you that when you go to it gives you 100 percent like it just gives you everything all the information on the whole okay. planet. Um, yeah, and then uh, if if that's true, because when I I watch a YouTube video, I I never encountered one, but I watched this YouTube video that was talking about a bunch of things you might not know about Starfield, and one of them was the science outpost. But this person said that it only gives you some information, not all the information on the planet. But maybe maybe it depends on how much is there is to discover on the planet. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, and then I guess I don't really have anything else to say much about Starfield. Um, although, I mean, I'm, there's a bunch of spoilery stuff. But uh, I guess, you know, 
beating the story, there's still a bunch of questions that I kind of have that were left unanswered. And I know after the game was released, um, Todd Howard did say that they wrote the story in a way that they wanted to be, they wanted it to be kind of ambiguous at the end. They wanted it to be kind of not confusing, but kind of open-ended and they want people to come up with their own answers, not the game to give it to them. So, but, uh, Alex, you got anything else to say on Starfield? No, no, I've, uh, I think I've made my piece. Andrew, you didn't play any Starfield, I'm assuming you didn't follow. No, uh, you know, like, I, I told you guys one time when I was, he's like, I didn't think about coming home and playing Starfield one time when I was gone. And one of my friends was like, oh, he detoxed. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I like, I think you're right. Like, the, it's, I detoxed from the game. And for some reason, I have no motivation. I, when I think about right now playing Starfield, I'm like, ugh. Like, there's just, maybe once they add a bunch of stuff to it, like the maps and like fixing things, maybe next year, maybe I'll decide to go back. Um, also, maybe I'm just kind of, I might just be kind of falling off of the whole, like, Bethesda way of doing games. Um, the the loading screens really do take me out of it. It's just so much fucking loading. Um, well, I I will say that one thing that kind of started to kind of dog on me is the loading times. And I actually feel like, I don't know, I was kind of surprised because this generation, we've had, other than Switch, We've had great loading time experiences of the games because of these. And with Starfield, I'm like, some of these load times seem like they're longer than they should be. Yeah, and that's, I just don't understand it because the Series X and S has an SSD. So I, I really don't quite understand. Uh, it's just the engine, I guess. I mean, it you know playing Starfield, it just it really makes me look forward to what they're gonna do with Elder Scroll Six. And mm-hmm. um, I was listening to a podcast, and they're what they think Elder Scroll Six is gonna be. And uh, they mentioned on the podcast that Starfield is so big, there's so many different planets, so much different geometry, and and I know a lot of it's procedurally generated. But imagine them doing Elder Scroll Six and them going, we're gonna do all of Tamriel, not just one country, just all of Tamriel. Yeah, but I I also just can't imagine playing another Elder Scrolls game that has loading like this. Yeah, I mean, at hopefully in you know five six years when Elder Scrolls Six comes out, they'll be able to really the engine and improve loading times and and I don't know. I mean, I I hope so. It they'll have a lot more time working on this current gen hardware to get used to it and find out you know find uh different tricks and ways that they can get you know uh bring that those loading times down yeah hope so so um, uh, alex is there anything else that you're playing that you've been playing other in starfield yes sir i beat the fire temple in tears of the kingdom uh, nice yeah that was a really cool boss fight is that the second yeah. said the second temple that okay Somehow get to the other temple. I don't know how to get there yet. Um, I haven't t- I haven't touched Alex. Yeah, Alex. I bet that temple was lit. 
I didn't like the way to get to the. T- I didn't like the whole temple setup. I thought it was very boring. It took me a while to pick. I had to Google a lot of stuff because I was very. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so sorry, a little late. I, I tried yeah. to get to it, but so if if you can remind me, the first temple you did was that the wind temple? Yeah, it's wind fire. Okay. Okay. Because I know I know you can you can do them in any order you want, but I just didn't know the first I, I one you did. Like what, what the best one would be. Uh, yeah. Like I mean, they kind of point you in the direction of the the wind temple, so. Um, there's there's no wrong answers here, but the right answer is doing this one first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is uh, that all you've been no, playing, Alex? No, 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 no. I have also played two other games. Uh, one is uh, Titanfall 2. Uh, I saw that I believe that they turned the servers back on or something. They did something. Um, maybe they added more game modes. I don't know what they did, but it's actually very populated. I can get in game modes. Yeah, I was, I, there was something I was listening to was talking about this. Yeah, I, I, I just saw it on Twitter, and I saw it was like $5 on PlayStation. I have it on Xbox. Um, but I've been on the PlayStation. I've been playing it there, um, and I love it, man. Titanfall 2 is, okay, um, are you guys familiar with Lost Planet? The Capcom game? Yeah. 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 So this, sometimes this multiplayer, I know it's first person, the other one is third person, reminds me a lot of Lost Planet. Just a random multiplayer game within a quote-unquote single player game at times. Um, and it's just got the same vibe that I get from a Lost Planet game at times, and that's why I like it. And uh, super fun, super easy to get in the games. I have a ton of fun playing that. So that's a multiplayer game I'm getting getting into. Um, and the other game I've been uh, trying to get into, but it's very complicated, is Baldur's Gate 3. So mm. I am not familiar with tabletop games. I've played like a round or two of D&D, but it was so long ago I don't remember it. Um, so a lot of this is very overwhelming at times. Um, when you make a character, it is race, you make your class, you pick your there's other options that give you other stat boosts and bullies and stuff. Uh, I'll tell you what though, that single player writing is fucking incredible. It is an amazing story. It is funny as hell. It is weird as hell. It's sexual as fuck at times. Um, oh yeah. And I enjoy that part. The rest of it I think will come in time. I just really kind of I need to simplify it um, for myself at times. I think I need to look at that wheel and see if I can organize it a little better so I can get things in a better order of attacks that I want to use. <coughs> um, but it is a really cool game. Uh, and I hope to kind of play more. I know it's very long at times. I know it's very deep. Um, I like yeah. you. Oh. Ooh. Give me that. 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 <laughs> Give me that because that was a bad joke. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it's super cool, super fun. Um, and, yeah. So you can, uh, so I didn't, I never tried playing on controller. Well, I, I tried once, but only played a couple minutes. But so you can customize the, the radio wheel. Okay, cool. Awesome. That, that you bring up. No, I'm asking you, can you? I, I don't know. I haven't done it. I haven't played it in a few days. So. Oh, okay. Because I'm not sure. Uh, 
Because that was one of my things. Because playing on keyboard and mouse, it's like super easy. Because you just have like all your stuff like right there. And then the radio wheels, it kind of breaks up to where there's like four different wheels. Yeah, but I don't know. Yes, but I don't know if you can customize those so where you can like change like what wheel things are on or, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I need to look into that and see if I can find out. Yeah. Because that would make this game so much easier. There's just so many fucking button presses and buttons. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really cool game. It looks really good. It's very pretty. Um, Shadow Heart is so hot. What the fuck, man? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say uh, if. You know, if and when I ever go back to it, um, I actually I would like to get it on PS5, and uh, because I don't know, I I really like playing it on like the big screen, but I don't like you know dragging my PC out to the living room and like hooking all that up and everything. Well, I mean, if uh, in the future, Andrew, if it's got a decent sale, I can, you know we can go have these on it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um. But uh, how are you dealing with uh, Alex just in general, just like the rules of D&D? Is any, anything hard to understand? Or? No, because I like the aspect where there's a narrator that talks and it kind of makes me understand of like what a DM is supposed to do, which is set the scene. Um, and then there's actually more to it where you like, you know, you like, instead of like actually battling Oh, yeah. It's it it kind of it's it's still a little confusing because I'm still trying to like understand at the same time, I'm trying to like think. Um, I yeah, know, dude. I, know that, I, know I that, want. I know that everything is a dice roll. I know that everything you're supposed to do is a yeah. You have this amount of points. You have to go above this. That understand. I get that concept. Uh, sometimes with the fighting, since it's not all dice rolls, that kind of is a little different. Um, but I think I understand that concept too. But yeah, it's a lot, man. There's a lot yeah. of shit you have to understand. Uh, uh, man, that narrator's voice. I, it's so I want that. Nice. I want. I want like just an ASMR channel it's just with that narrator's it's voice. So, like, yeah. And nice and, like, uh huh. I wanted to narrate my life. Well, not really. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, I didn't really play much out, uh, these. I mean, I took my Switch with me, um, and the only thing I played, like, a decent amount of would be, uh, uh, I bought, uh, Vampire Survivors on the Switch, um, which is a fantastic, like, just traveling game, just, like, you know, if you're, when you're, like, man, I, I got, like, 20 minutes, or a half hour to play, that's it, um, so, yeah, you just hop on to a round of that. Um, really fun. Um, that was I. I played a couple levels of of uh, Spyro on the Switch out there, um, just to pass some time. Uh, but when I got back, uh, I told you guys in the chat, I was like, man, being over here makes me want to play an Assassin's Creed game, like really bad. So like seeing all these like, uh, well, so I had bought. I was like, man. The Ezio collection, I remember that releasing, uh, and I think I remember Josh saying he had bought it before on PlayStation. Um, could be wrong, I don't remember. Uh, 
but I okay, but I bought it on Xbox. Uh, I bought it physically because I saw that the Xbox actually uh using their Xbox Magic uh ups like gets it to run at 60 frames. They use your FPS boost or whatever they call it. Um, and on PlayStation, it's still locked at 30 frames. Um, but I started playing it, and man, Assassin's Creed 2 is pretty rough, guys. Is it really? That visually, that game does not hold up anymore, even with the remaster. Huh. I'm just like, oh my god, like playing modern Assassin's Creed games compared to that, it's like. It really feels like you're almost going like two generations back. It's like bad, even though it's only, even though it's only one generation back compared to like when uh, so like compared to when the when the like older Assassin's Creed games came out like on 360, compared to the ones that were coming out like at the end of the PS4 generation, um, night and day, and so I was like, man, I I I can't do this. It the uh, the controls are a lot worse than so anyway I went and started Odyssey and because uh last year late last year Odyssey and uh, Origins got uh, on Xbox and placed and PS5 uh, got a uh, next gen patch that gets the games to run at a locked frames and still keeps the same resolution um. And it is such a huge difference playing those games in 60 frames back when they were capped at 30, back when they came out. And holy shit, guys. Assassin's Creed Odyssey still holds up. Like, visually, looks like a game that if it came out today, it would still hold up against games that are coming out today. That game looks so fucking good. It is, I don't know what... Ubisoft did what kind of engine they're using, but it is so. It's weird. Like that game came out in 2018. Also, Red Dead Redemption 2 came out in 2018. If you still and if if you still hit Red Dead 2, that game also still holds up visually as a game that you could say if that game came out this year, you'd be like, holy shit, this game looks awesome. Um, so I don't know what it is about that year, but they just produced some like pretty damn good looking games, and I have all the DLC for for Odyssey. I'm like, it's just a game that's like really working for me right now. Um, so I'm really enjoying that. Uh, and then I started playing a little uh, Gran Turismo 7. What? Gran Turismo 7? Yeah. Uh, so that's the most recent Gran Turismo game. Because, so when I was overseas, um, another weird thing, Alex, being over there. All of their cars, no matter if they're 10 years old. 15 years old, all their cars look brand fucking new. Really? All of them. Why? Well, why? It doesn't make any sense <laughs> because they they live next to the water, so you would think that there'd be rust. I didn't rust on any fucking car when I was not a single goddamn car. All their cars are super clean. Like it, I don't know if maybe they have fairies that come in the middle of the night and watch their cars, but something about it being over there and seeing their like extra long license plates and being you know i don't know something over there was like i want to play gran turismo (laughs) 
Well, they have like the the super long like uh, license plates. Um, I mean, I think I know what you're talking about. Let me. Uh, yeah, I, I know. I I took a picture of oh, one, I see, I which. See. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 probably creepy that I took a. I, I, I didn't take a picture of a license plate. I took a picture of there was a car that had like a really weird like um like logo, and it was just above the license plate. So people probably thought I was taking a picture of the license plate. Um. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, I've I've been uh putting time in the uh, Grand Turismo Seven. Um. Do you what do you what kind uh, of racing game do you prefer? Do you prefer the we'll call us traditional racing oval style or do you like the games like horizon uh forza horizon um i if i had to pick one i would pick the more horizon um but like grand Turismo is fun because it's just like little like uh it's not like nascar where you're picking a race and going all right drive around the circle for 100 laps yeah, it's 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 road courses and a lot of it is like challenge based of like, um, hey, you want to get your uh your class B license, so here's a bunch of challenges in order to, get and a lot of it's easy to where like, um, not easy to to do it, but it's easy as in like, uh, it might be like, hey, here's this curve, you have to you have to go around this curve, figure out the braking, figure out you know when you need to turn, um. And do it in a certain amount of time to get the gold medal. Uh, and it might take you a little while to get the gold medal because you're figuring everything out. Uh, but it's just really fun. And it's since the loading is so fast on PS5, it's it's so easy just to be like, oh shit, I messed it up. Start, restart, and immediately you're back at starting it again. Um, yeah. And uh, so that's fun. Just uh, there's like the cafe in it to where like. Um, you go in and the the guy's like it's basically like a challenge thing. This guy will be like, hey, here's the menu for today, and the menu is like uh, gather these three uh, European um, compact cars. So you have to go do like do these certain races to win these cars, and then once you do that, you know you you finish that challenge, you get XP or you might get like an extra car or something like that. Um, so no, I, I I like I like both like a. Uh, Gran Turismo and like a traditional racing game and also like a a, a Forza like game or a Horizon game because obviously the, the new Forza game comes out in what two weeks um so I'll uh probably put some time into that too um but yeah it's just a fun like just sit down and just kind of you know not a game we have to think too hard but it's fun and it looks really good so so yeah uh that is that is it. Right. Josh, let's round this out. What have you been playing? All right. Um, I'll try to make it quick. We've been going a little long on what we've been playing. Um, but uh, so we already talked about Starfield, so that's good. Uh, and then uh, the one thing I got when Andrew was uh, overseas is I got myself a Steam Deck. And oh, yeah. Uh, right. I've, uh, I've, I've really been enjoying it. And then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I put around, I want to say between 20 and 30 hours in, uh, into Starfield on my Steam Deck. And so what, what I've been doing is I set up Xbox Remote Play on my Steam Deck. And it doesn't use a, it doesn't use the Xbox app. 
And so what it uses is it uses this third-party app on Steam Deck called Greenlight. And you pretty much set up your Xbox account through that, and then you can remote play. You can also uh, cloud play using the um, Xbox uh, Game Pass cloud service. I haven't tried that yet because I don't know how streaming a you know streaming and cloud game would work on Steam Deck. But remote play has been fantastic because I have my Xbox Series X uh uh hardwired in uh, I have a LAN cable into it and it brought my console the feed to my Steam Deck and I'm laying in bed and I'm playing Starfield and it's like it's it's like I'm playing it natively on my on my Steam Deck. It's it works great. There's little to no noticeable input lag at all. And I was I was enjoying it so much. And then after I decided to stop, uh, uh, kind of put down Starfield for the time being, mention it. Um, I thought, you know what? Enjoying Starfield, it might make me enjoy a different game even more. And that game is Cyberpunk. Sweet. I was um, so, so I got uh, I got Cyberpunk on PS5, and I started playing it and. After the 2.0 patch they put out, man, the, the game plays so much better. It looks so much better, and I'm just having a great time with it. And well, I let me said, comment on the the looks real quick, um, because the looks actually didn't really change that much with the 2.0 patch, but it looks different for you, and it would look different for me because on patch like 1.6 or 1.7 or something like that, they introduced FSR2 into the game. Okay. Uh, which like made the game look better. So it's definitely okay. better since we last played it. But yeah. Okay. Um. So anyway, I been playing my PS5. I also set up PlayStation Remote Play on my Steam Deck, and that works really great as well. It's like I'm playing it natively on my Steam Deck. It was a lot more complicated setup though, because it uses this uh, third-party app called Chiaki or Chiaki, and you had to like open up a web browser on the Steam Deck, and you had to figure because whenever you do remote play, you have a username for your PSN account, but it's not it's not it's not the name of your PSN account. It's just a specific username that's tailored to your PS5. But you have to figure it out. But Sony won't tell you what it is because they want you using either the remote play app for a laptop or I'm I'm sure when um uh when that um what's that PlayStation device what's it called that's coming out later this year the portal yeah the portal when the PlayStation portal comes out um or if you're using um I I can't remember names what's that um what's that kind of device that people use for smartphones they put it on and they can it's kind of like the, it makes it kind oh, of like the a backbone yeah the, yeah uh, the uh, the yeah. backbone yeah. unless you're using the official like PlayStation Remote Play app for smartphones or laptops, and even then, uh, Sony it still won't tell you what you what your um, username uh, is for the Remote Play. It just it just works through the app. So yet I had to figure out um, there's a process, there's a website you go to, and you have to put in some uh, some like uh, some information, and you can get your PS5. Yeah, uh, remember that story that came out like two days ago that that uh company or service were saying that they hacked into Sony and they got all the information. Yeah. 
That was Josh trying to figure out his, his, uh, yep. his PSN yep. name. I, yep. yeah. I got uh, I'll, It's like, guys, all I wanted was my, was my remote play yeah. username. That's all I wanted. Um, but anyway, I, I got the remote play working on my Steam Deck. And just like the Xbox remote play, it works great. And I've been playing Cyberpunk on my uh, my Steam Deck. And what's crazy is that streaming from the PS5, and the game looks better than it would if I was playing the native P- the PS PC version on Steam Deck. So I mean it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So I I tried to uh, on Steam Deck. Uh, early this year, um, I did the whole thing where you install, um. Uh, Game Pass. So it this is before I I installed Windows on it. But I just installed a, a like a Game Pass app uh, mm-hmm. onto the Steam Deck, and obviously you can't play native Game Pass games. It it goes through the cloud, um, and it was awful. <laughs> like because obviously you're not streaming from your console; you're streaming from the cloud. Well, um, yeah, and that's that's why I would recommend only uh, re- doing remote play from your console. Because that way, and make sure your console is uh, is connected by LAN cable to your router. That way, you're getting the best connection possible. And yeah. it's it really is it's pretty much as close to one to one as you can get from what's being streamed from your from your console. Yeah, because I was just playing like Persona Five uh, on it through the uh, Game Pass Cloud, and it was just lagging. It was like virtually unplayable. Yeah. Um. So, but. Um, and then for Cyberpunk, I'm in Act 2 right now. I put probably like, I don't know, six hours-ish or so into it so far. And then uh, real quick, the last thing I've been playing is uh, there's one of my favorite animes of all time. It's called Fairy Tale, And there's a Fairy Tale PS4 game. And I waited forever for this game to go on sale. And finally, I get a notification today because I've had it in my... On, on my wish list on, on the PlayStation Store for almost a year, and finally I get a notification that the game is on sale, and so I go I go look and it's it's thirty five ninety nine, and so I go into my PlayStation app on my phone, and on the the PlayStation Stars I have a bunch of reward points and I have enough reward points to get ten dollars of credit. So, uh, so if you go into your PlayStation app on your phone, and then next to your um, PlayStation profile picture. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So anyway, I uh, I redeemed ten dollars worth of uh, uh, PlayStation Store money, and so I got you know I got a good uh, good deal in the game, and I, I start I started playing this so far. It's a it's it's a turn based. It's a turn based. Uh, JRPG and it's it's kind of grid based where enemies are on the three by three square grid and different enemy attacks attack different like squares in this grid so you have to be kind of a uh, um, strategic on which attacks you're doing to make sure you're attacking the right squares on the grid and then the more attacks you do it can get like fill this bar up and then you can do like a super attack um, and then I, I haven't I, I've only put like maybe like not even an hour into it so far because I just got today. And then I will say that this game I can't imagine anyone playing this who's not a fairy tale fan because they will come in this into this and go, What the fuck is going on? I have no idea. And what's weird, this game 
it it follows a story of the anime, but it follows a story of the anime that uh, starting at like like episode 120 or something like that. It's three uh three hundred twenty eight episodes. So it's 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 yeah, it's it's like the length of Dragon Ball Z. Um Andrew, before he continues, go look at your rewards, man. I have twenty dollars worth of like points that I can get. Yeah. So um have you Alex, have you signed up for PlayStation Stars in the past? Uh probably. I have six thousand nine hundred and forty five points. Well, because I've never signed up for it, so I'm not sure if, if it's something I would actually have. Well, so uh, you should have signed up for it because you get. Uh, uh, so when you bought stuff in the past, Andrew, do you get uh, do you get a notification from Sony saying you got points for your purchase? I don't think so. Well, then I don't know if you got anything then. So where where would I see it on the app? So. Yeah, that's that's your badge, and it'll tell you what level you are. A number right next to my profile. Here, I'll I'll take a picture and I'll show you my. Uh, I'll send it in Messenger and I'll I'll show you what mine looks like. So then, um, if you look to the right of my profile picture, you see a, a a purple number four. Oh yeah, like on mine, all it says is a. Uh, it's like glowing, and when I click on it, it just says earn points of digital collectibles by signing up. So, <laughs> dude, I I wish you would have known that because uh, I'm sure there's been a bunch of purchases where you would have got uh, you would have got coins to to put to put for, uh, toward you know store credit and stuff. Maybe I don't know. I just oh yeah I don't know. I just never really cared that much. Like the the fact that this isn't even available on the PS5 is so fucking stupid. And I know yeah. they they announced that like oh well sometime next year they're going to have PlayStation Stars native on the PS5. It's like that should have been there from day 1. Yeah, like, I, it's I, stupid to use a fucking app. Yeah. Um but anyway, this uh the story starts off at like what would be like episode 120 in the anime. So imagine playing a Dragon Ball Z game and it starts right after the Frieza saga, but the game references stuff that happens earlier in, in like, like for example, like if you didn't know who Frieza was, and in the game there someone's talking to Goku, like, "Hey, this is gonna be just as tough as your, as your fight with Frieza, huh?" And then I'm sure if anyone not knowing Dragon Ball Z would be like, "Who the fuck is Frieza?" That's kind of like what this game is. If you don't know the story of Fairy Tale, you'd be scratching your head and wondering what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that would be weird. Um, but it's uh, it looks like a pretty easy platinum because the uh, uh, I looked at the platinum percentage and it's just under fifteen percent. So, oh, cool. But, and then I did uh, I did look online and like uh, the difficulty meter for, is like two out of ten. And it just it just takes like any JRPG. It's just uh, there's some spots that are a little grindy. But so is that the only game that's ever been made for Fairy Tale? No, there's been like there's been two PSP because the anime started in 2009, and so there's been two PSP games and two DS games, but none of them were ever localized. Okay. So this is the first, uh, the one I just bought. It came out in 2020, and it's the first fairy tale game that was ever localized in the West. Nice. So, and that is all I have been playing. Um, so I. I have um I'm I'm gonna take my uh, uh in in a, in a few weeks Alex.
I'm me and Trisha are driving out to Colorado. And um, I'm going to bring the Steam Deck with me. So I have um, the the Terry reboot was on a Steam sale for $1.99. And so I uh, I bought that and I'm going to I'm going to play that because it's it's uh, I don't know why, but the Tomb Raider reboot, the one from 2013, is like one of my favorite action adventure games of all time. I just fucking love oh, it's so game. good. Yep. So. So, yeah, I'm going to uh, when I go on my trip, I'm going to uh, boot that up and I'm going to spare time and play nice. that. So. And uh, but yeah, let's let's uh yeah let's let's get into into some news. Yeah, let's get some news going here, boys. Um, so Andrew, do you have some stories pulled up for us? What? Do you have some stories pulled up for us? What? Do you have some stories <laughs> yeah. pulled up for us? Like, I do. Is that, yes. Is that bit is it? I love that it, bit. It's my favorite. Is that Stone Cold saying what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you think? <laughs> uh speaking speaking this of rock awesome. Andrew, did you did you watch that smackdown where he came back yeah i was i i saw it and i watched the video and i was like of course when i go on vacation is when he decides to finally show up in wwe yeah. again you know, it it was a i will say it was a little disappointing because i was really hoping that they were gonna like try to fit some kind of storyline with like maybe roman reigns or something because like at the end of it at the very end of SmackDown, when Cena's getting his ass kicked by um, by Jey Uso, and then um, fucking uh, whatever the other Samoa guy's name is that uh, that's always with um, uh, Roman yeah. Reigns, Solo. the guy who looks like Solo. yeah, I was gonna say the guy who, the guy who looks like the poor man Samoa Joe. Um, when uh, Actually, whenever when he kid, or not Kamala's kid, that's uh, what is that dude? Umaga. Yeah, it's Umaga's kid. Oh, yeah. Okay, and, okay. Um, it's it's yeah it's yeah. weird it's weird how it's it's like i i i don't mean it's like it's what i it's just it's weird like how all the Samoan wrestlers always seem like they're related somehow because they are all of them literally yeah. are because they all came from the same bloodline not a joke and and yeah. and i and all i get that but but it's just like profession is yeah well yeah i i get that but like can would like I feel like it'd be surprising if we got a Samoan wrestler who's like, yeah, I'm not related to any of those guys. I'm just I'm Samoan. I love the wrestle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean they're on they're from the other side of the island. Um, but anyway, when Cena's getting his ass kicked, I was like, come on, Rock, come on, Rock. I want the Rock to come out there. But no, it's a uh, fucking uh, I yeah. What I don't I don't remember his name. That fucking uh uh. God, the guy, the poor man's Chris Jericho, that I always say. I didn't um, watch that part of the show, so I'm not sure who came Alex, you, you know who I'm talking about? I do, but I don't remember his name. So. Um, Andrew, it's the guy, um, he he was, like, big in WWE. Everyone thought he was going to go on to great things, and they, they just really haven't used him that well. Wow, that could be literally anybody. Yeah, I was, I was well, just about to say that. that okay, yeah, you're, that didn't yeah, narrow that right, at you're all. Right. Like, uh, you're you're right. The, the the guy the guy who's got you know he's got kind of longer hair and like a lot of people oh like comparing to Jericho. <laughs> uh, uh, AJ, like I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. AJ Styles. What? What do you mean that they, they use him great all the time? Like, 
He's oh, awesome. I, okay. I guess that's this. Okay, he's won well, multiple titles. Like I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Well, I, 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 I guess like yeah. I've I guess I've never thought they they used him that great. But anyway, yeah. AJ AJ Styles came out. I'm like, why the fuck is he coming on to defend Cena? But I don't know why not. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I digress. So, um, what? Uh, you, first... you know what was really disappointing is uh he was on a the Rock was on Pat McAfee's uh a show, and he was asked like you know why why didn't he wrestle at the last WrestleMania? And the Rock said like. Oh, you know, we I had I had had discussions with WWE and we had a plan in place. Like I was gonna have a match, but pretty much like someone came back and then like the changes the plans changed. And it was like, so you're telling me that uh uh because Cody Rhodes came back, they decided to scrap the Rock plans and it's go with Cody versus Reigns. <laughs> like and but the rock was like you know i'm i'm the the door's still open like i'd like to have the match and and he was like you know they're wrestling at philadelphia next year so hopefully they do yeah. something there but I don't yeah know. i don't i don't know about that one like i i like cody but i guarantee you the rock would have got a million times more pop yeah I'd, I'd, especially like knowing the way they did it like so you're telling me you're going to tell The Rock, no, you're going to change the plans, tell The Rock, hey, we're not going to do this match. Cody's going to have the match. And then Cody's still going to lose? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I digress. Um, I mean, may, maybe they want to give the opportunity to someone who's actually going to uh, a mainstay, you know, because I mean, you know, The Rock, like, you know, everyone loves him, but he's going to come in for a match and then he's going to leave for another decade. Yeah. So, um, we all know why he's there, right? Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the well, probably more the acting strike. Oh, yeah, um, right, yeah, acting. yeah. Let's say the writer strike actually uh, ended. It's ending uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully uh, that strike can uh, can hopefully end soon. Yeah. Hopefully um, they end it before the video game voice actor strike starts. Yeah, right. But, yep. Uh, let's talk about some news, boys. We've been doing this for a hot minute. Andrew, do you have anything Yeah. Yeah, I got a few things pulled up. Uh, let's start with uh, so this was announced to this was announced today. Uh, the next PS5 game coming to PC is Horizon Forbidden West. No shit already. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, so it's it's coming to PC early next year. Uh, so it'll be, by the time it comes to PC, it'll be two years since the game launched, um, which is, I think, about what they want the they want it to be for, like, their single-player games. Um, so the Horizon Forbidden West Complete Edition is uh, launching on PS5 uh, in uh, on October 6th and PC in early 2024. Um, and the uh, Complete Edition just comes with the base game, the Burning Shores, uh, and a soundtrack art book and a digital comic book. Um, so, yep, so that'll be coming out next year. Uh, let's see. Uh, speaking of games that could be coming out something else. So, we just got uh, Red Dead Redemption on Switch, right? Recently, within the past, like, uh, month. Well, and, well, and PS4. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, but on the, where was this? This is, and 
on a Brazil ratings board, Red Dead Redemption 2 has been rated for Nintendo Switch. Oh, God. Now, I don't know how this would have to be a cloud version or something. I, I, don't I, would, I would hope so. Yeah, I don't see how they would able to get be able to get this game running on that potato. Well, um, I like I don't I don't think they're gonna do like a whole like almost almost like a D make version like The Witcher Three on Switch. That they they would. What what the? Did you hear that, Alex? No. What what? What the? I just heard like the longest tire squeal, <laughs> like I have ever heard. Yeah, so I don't know. Like I didn't hear a crash or anything. Do um, do on, on thirty minutes away. I'm hearing it now. I'm literally. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like five blocks from you. Why would I fucking know what I hear? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh. But, but yeah, yeah so I don't. Wait, is he, are I don't. You fucking playing Gran Turismo. Is that what's going on right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, I don't. I don't see it being some kind of like paired back version like the witcher 3 was on switch i i mean i guess rockstar could definitely do that i just don't see them doing it though because they're they're known for having the games with the best fidelity possible and but i mean everything i've read about user experience for these cloud versions of games on switch is that they're just not that good they don't run that great uh i don't know i mean i think uh people said they had a good you know experiences with like control the cloud version yeah. of that well because um, like i i was i've read before that there's you know been people saying that the only way you're going to get a good experience is if you have a switch oled that has the LAN port in the dock or if you have the LAN adapter for the old docks but it's like how many how many people who own a normal switch or a switch light who, who don't have that and they're going to have to go off wi-fi yeah um i mean obviously we we don't quite yet know is this real or or not um i i I don't know (laughs) it says that uh it is not immediately clear when the switch listing was added to the uh classification board's website um i mean it, it it couldn't it could be it could be a typo and they meant you know the original Red Dead Redemption, and that it was this the classic a classification. Yeah, version. yeah, that's definitely possible. Um, but we will see. Uh, let's see other news that came out today. Uh, Remedy uh, announced that Alan Wake Two is getting a performance mode for uh, uh for the game, um, which is great because they said the game was the game was built uh for thirty frames. Uh, but they said that uh, through a bunch of work that they have able they've been able to uh, put a, uh, a performance mode in the game. Uh, when asked, uh, does that mean it is a an unlocked a mode to where it like fluctuates, or is it a locked sixty frames? Uh, they said still tweaking that. Um, so uh, we'll see when it comes out. Uh, how good of a performance mode it is. I don't think this game would have a be a problem at 30 frames though, because this does, definitely is not like a, you know, like a first person like run and gun like really fast yeah. reflex kind of game. So I think 30 yeah. frames would work fine with it. And uh, since they're going to add a performance mode, how about they add a physical game mode? Yeah, right. 
Um, although it is nice that I mean, I still don't understand their their thing of saying, well, because because we're not doing a physical release that allows us to sell the game at sixty dollars instead of seventy. It's like just sell the just sell the physical version of seventy and the digital version version of sixty. Exactly. So I'm I'm not I don't know if I buy that, um, but I do like that the game is still sixty. Yeah. Um, speaking of sixty dollars for games, uh, I did not include this story, but I remember it yesterday that Capcom said that uh, they think games are not expensive enough. What? Um, and but enough. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, but but they are one of the few holdouts that have not yet raised their their games to seventy dollars. So I think dumb saying that is dumb. Basically being like, yeah, we're gonna start raising them to seventy. Um, well, that but also like with inflation, if you're charging seventy dollars for a game, you're not making any more money than when it was sixty. And I actually, like, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this generation or the beginning of next generation, we see 80, we start seeing $79.99 games. Yeah, I, I think it's possible, too. Um, and then, uh... You know if, that, if that starts to happen, I think we're going to start seeing more companies give you subscription options to bill you for more money to make you think maybe that yeah. $80 isn't too much. But it is too much for the subscription service, because at that point, yeah, at that point, why wouldn't they just offer that? Because eighty dollars is so much money. I, I yeah, and, and I also think that we're just going to start seeing other forms of monetization. Like, for example, Microsoft with the, I think they're going to start doing for all their big like first party releases, like what we saw of Starfield, where it's like, hey, this game comes out on this day. Give us thirty extra dollars and you can play it five days early. Like yeah. they the the numbers showed they had like at least like a million customers do that. So that was just like an easy like thirty million dollars added on to like just what Microsoft got. So yep. um let's see, another story coming out today. This is just it's just so stupid. Like the the FTC is just dumb. They're just dumb. And so the FTC announced today that they're moving forward with this in-house challenge to Microsoft's uh, Activision deal. Uh, even though Microsoft uh, can close the deal as early as, like, I don't know, I think, like, next week or something like that. Um, because pretty much, well, I think the, the CMAs, so this, that was another thing that came out, uh, I think, when I was gone. So the CMA finally came out, and uh, they, like, provisionally approved said like hey the shit that you guys have done uh with the cloud like selling the cloud to ubisoft or whatever it was like we think that's good enough so we we like this deal now so that they provisionally said that and then the cma's official ruling i think comes next week um and then after that ruling which is expected to be the same thing like they're it's they're gonna be like hey you guys are all good the deal's gonna finally close after that there's not a goddamn thing the ftc can do yeah. So the fact that they're still going through this case and just wasting all this taxpayer money is just dumb. You know, it's so dumb. I don't know. Like L- Lena Khan should be like fucking fired for this. I think. I don't know. Um. And then the only other news uh, from today also, kind of just out of the fucking nowhere. Uh. Yeah, uh, 
Klein Jim Ryan's leaving. Like, he, he he's stepping down as the uh, PlayStation CEO officially in March of 2024. Uh, and what's the other guy's name? Um, Hiroki uh, Totoki uh, will assume the role of chairman of SIE effective October 2023. Effective April 1st of 2024, Mr. Totoki will be appointed interim CEO of SIE while he continues his current role at Sony Group Corporation. Uh, Mr. Totoki will work closely with Sony Group Corporation Chairman and CEO Kenichiro Yoshida and the management team of SIE to help define the next chapter of PlayStation Features, including the, the succession of the SIE CEO role. So they will be looking for... Uh, to figure out who their next CEO is. Um, this, yeah, just came out of the blue. I didn't realize that um, that Jim's been with the you know the company since 1994. Yeah, um, yeah, even he was, uh, before the original PlayStation. Yeah, he was uh, he was around when uh, when the PlayStation first you know started up. I don't know if he was with the, their gaming division at the time, uh, but yeah, he's been with Sony for like you know 30 years. And uh, I think Hiroki Totoki sounds like a fake name. That's not real. It's an alias for someone. Um, but it's and I didn't. I guess I guess I should have known this. But Jim Ryan lives in Europe, and he just said that he's he's getting increasingly difficult to to be an employee of the United States, but live in Europe. Yeah. What so. What do you think is? Uh, so you said that Her- that Hiroki Totoki. Mm-hmm. Was the fake name? What do you think is sounds? If if I came to you and you've never heard of any of these names, if I came to you and said, "What's more fake, that or Doug Bowser?" Uh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, with with uh 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 Hiroki uh Hiroshi Totoki, that sounds like to me a little like someone's gonna make an anime called My Name or to- My Name or Totoki. Yeah, like imagine if uh. If if uh, Phil Spencer was like Phil Chief, <laughs> or like Phil, or like uh, John, like John Chief, or something like that, like someone no, after it, Halo, or, or like they they have someone Amy Cortana. Yeah, like yeah, it's just something weird like that. Um, um, but you know, it's uh, you know, it's it's gonna give Jim Ryan a lot of time to play uh, the next big game from Insomniac Games, which is Spider-Man Two. Yeah, while while he uh, you know, while he downloads uh, <laughs> while he downloads uh, Gorilla's uh, big uh, new release on PC, uh, Rise of the yep. West. So. And then um, he'll uh, uh, he'll be holding the controller in a really weird way when he's playing Spider-Man. What about mm-hmm. Nick? So Ed, now, in, uh, interestingly, uh, uh, Jim Ryan, uh, after he steps down, the shortest tenure for any PlayStation Studios president so far. Oh, well, when did it? I'm mean, gonna see if it says in here. When did he actually start? In, it was in 2019. Oh, was it, oh, was it 2019? 2019. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it's gonna be. I. I wonder who. I don't think it's gonna be anyone that like we've probably have heard of that takes it over. Um. But I mean, like, to take it from. They were so. 
successful during the PS4 generation with the um oh god the guy before Jim Ryan it was um was it uh, Jack Trenton? No, no, it was not Jack or, Trenton. No, I think Jack Trenton was before um yeah Sean Layden. Sean Layden. Yeah. Uh, so Sean Layden kind of led them through to PS4, and they were so successful. And then Jim Ryan came in, and he was like all just like corporate. He, it it seems like he really buttoned up the company to the point now to where it's like after Spider-Man, we know nothing about what's happened. Well, I suppose other than Wolverine, we know nothing about what's being made first party wise with PlayStation. And yeah. I attribute that all to Jim Ryan. Like, yeah. I feel like if we had someone else in there, they wouldn't be as buttoned up. Um, they've, they've just been completely closed down after, you know, kind of COVID. Um, so I'm hoping they get, you know, someone else in there that has a different strategy for uh, for some of this stuff. But, I mean, however, looking at this, you can't really, you can't say it hasn't produced numbers. Yeah, you, you can't. how successful they're being. Yeah, you can't argue with the results. I just hope that they get someone in there who is like, you know what? Let's go back to being for the gamers and let's go back to having like the PlayStation experience event, or let's go back to having uh kind of live events where we're on the stage and we're, sh- we're sh- uh, showing stuff off. Cause like I sure I like the, uh, the state of plays and stuff, but honestly, actually, no, I like the PlayStation showcases, but the state of plays they're, they're mainly lackluster. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. But um, uh, you guys want to uh, touch on those uh, major Microsoft leaks? Oh yeah, I, I yeah, forgot I about, about those. About it, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's like, I don't know. To me, there's like some really big stuff in there that I I was really looking forward to talking about with you guys. Yeah, well, let's. Uh, what specifically do you want to talk about? Um, well, one of the most surprising statistics to come out of that is the, and as of I don't remember what the date this statistic was, but that the breakdown for Xbox consoles in the hands of consumers is seventy four point nine percent Series S. In twenty five point one percent Series X's, and the reason the reason I find that so surprising is because it really goes to show me that they're not going to push for physical games at all in the future. Because right now, uh, let's say for example, let's say Starfield, it just came out. They can only sell Starfield, the physical version, to one quarter of their user base. And the other three quarters of the user base, sure, they could buy the physical version, but they wouldn't be able to play it on their console. So why was, why would they buy it? And that's just, it's just, it was honestly so surprising to me, especially since, um, obviously we haven't gotten, but seeing some analysts say that they think the breakdown for uh, for PS5s, that the PS5, dis, the one to disk drive, severely dwarfs the amount of uh, PS5 consoles without a disk drive, and I think that's because Sony made far less of the one one without a disk drive. But for me, it's like if I 
to me, if you are a physical game uh, gamer, if you like buying physical games, Xbox is not the console for you anymore. Yeah, I I also think that at the beginning and throughout like the first year of, of this generation, there was all those reports saying that uh that pretty much all of the Series Xs that Microsoft were uh, producing were going to their server clouds to build up uh their their the their cloud the X cloud or whatever and sending any out to sell to the customers the only thing they're sending out were the the series s's and it wasn't till like i think sometime like it was last year or early this year where they're like i think i remember phil coming out with a statement being like hey we're finally you know getting out series x's to the public or to to sell to to customers and i think that was a big mistake and because there is definitely a lot that wanted to buy a Series X's that just could not find one. All they could find were the S. And I don't think it was because Microsoft wanted to sell the S more. It's just like I said, like they were making was going to these huge server farms. And I guess also it worries me for people, for developers making Xbox games, because I'm sure that if they're in some kind of room and they're breaking down what what their prospective sales are going to be, and what they're gonna in their budget and what they're, how they're gonna make the game. If someone comes and, and is like, hey, you know, we can really push this game and we can make some stuff that can really support the Series X, and they, and someone's gonna go, well, why would we do that when only a quarter of the user base could even experience it? Why why wouldn't we focus our resources on the on the Series S? And that's that's what worries me. And it's I don't. I don't look down on people who have Series S's. I think that's a totally viable console. But I worry that... Uh, Alex, developers... do you feel looked down upon right now? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the feelings I have for being serious as a yeah. owner is, um, at some point I am kind of worried that maybe some of these games that Microsoft has, you know, down the pipeline don't run well. Yeah. But... Yeah, and it's like, I, I, I want... I'm play a Series S to have the best game possible. But I also want people playing Series X to have the best game possible. And I don't know if developers are going to have the mission to do that if 75% of the user base who could potentially buy their game wouldn't be able to use the features that they could do on Series X. Yeah. So I... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I still think I I think that it was a mistake for Microsoft to do this route of a stronger console and a weaker in a weaker console. Like they, there's nothing wrong with having two SKUs and having a like a $500 and a $400 version. But and I understand that they wanted to really lowball the competition and get a really cheap console in there. But at at what cost? And I'm worried that in a in a year or two, there that we're gonna start seeing the cost. Yeah, and I think it's going to become really apparent. I, I still think it's crazy when Phil says that, well, we're not doing a mid-gen refresh, like a stronger console, because the Series X is what that is. We just decided to release it at the same time as yes. When Sony, by all you know, leaks and rumors and reports, they are going to release a PS5 Pro. Which is going to, you know, be a substantially stronger than the PS5, and if that's true, it's going to blow the Series X out of water. Yeah. Um, and if 
if Microsoft was going to be doing, if Phil was lying and they were, and they really were going to do another stronger, like uh mid gen kind of pro console, it would have leaked with this and it, it yeah. didn't. Yeah. So, and I mean, I think, I think this is a good segue uh, into the whole email exchange that Phil Spencer had with uh, Satya Nadella at the beginning of this generation in which, in this was short, this was right after uh, we had the PlayStation 5 event in which Mark Sterney showed up to PS5. And Phil Spencer wrote to Satya saying that uh, uh, he thinks that Xbox is in a, in a great position after that because Xbox has better hardware, they have better games, and that they will be in a great position going in, into this generation. And, man, that is that email does not look good now. Especially yeah, it, it looks awful. Especially in light of further emails in the future after that, in which Phil Spencer is is uh, emailing his uh, kind of like I want to say Xbox like generals and lieutenants, saying, hey, "Guys, we don't have fucking games. Like we need yeah. to figure this shit out now. Like we're going like eighteen months between like major releases. Like this is this is like worst case scenario." Yeah. So I. I think that at Xbox, I think there's a huge level of people almost doing like the whole fake it till you make it thing. Who are like, we're going to act like everything's good, and, and, and by that definition, everything is good. But it's, yeah. I, I don't know, it it just really goes to show how poorly Xbox is being ran right now. And it, I, it, it makes me, for the first time, it makes me wonder if Phil Spencer is the right man for the job. But yeah, um, I I think the other major piece of news coming out of this was the whole thing with uh, Microsoft. Well, was still specifically saying that he still wants Microsoft to buy Nintendo. Um, and obviously this email came from 2020. It's it's quite it's over three years ago. This email is from. Um, I think that the reason that they bought Activision was because I think they finally realized, hey, like, guys, this Nintendo thing is never going to happen. So let's just go by Activision. Um, yeah. And because specifically, Alex, what do you, when you look at Nintendo right now, what do you see? Uh, some heavy hitters and... I don't even, I don't... I don't like, like, are we talking console-wise? I don't even mean games. Just when you, when you just look at Nintendo as a whole... What 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 do you what do you see? Established franchises. Well, Nintendo is trying to become Disney because if you look now, this this email was before the Mario movie. Mm-hmm. The Mario movie has become so big, it's one it's pretty much the biggest animated movie ever made. Now I think it, it's maybe Frozen Two is ahead of it. I don't remember. Um, they. Also, they are now getting close to opening their second amusement park. Oh. And uh and now they're opening a big like Nintendo museum. Nintendo is is getting so big that they're not just a game company anymore. So the the idea of Microsoft buying them is so is such even more pie in the sky now than even was three years ago, because N- N- Nintendo is diversifying themselves so much that they are becoming the Disney of video games. <laughs> yeah. But I don't hate it. Um, no, I don't hate it either. Yeah. And I I know there's a lot of people who look email 
with Phil saying that it would be a career moment, a uh, like career moment, career event for him to buy Nintendo. And a lot of people looked at it and they're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, why the fuck would he say this? What, you know, that piece of shit. But the thing is, is that I guarantee you that if you went and you talked to um, Jim Ryan or you talked to um, the... Uh, who's the who's the Japanese like CEO of Nintendo? I don't remember his name. Um, or if you went and... If you went, if you went and talked to um, the 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 guy in charge of uh, Steam, and I know Steam's a little bit, uh, I meant Valve. Uh, Steam's uh, Valve's a little bit different because they are a they are a private company and they're not publicly traded. Um, but if you went to the head of any like gaming uh, console manufacturer, gaming uh, uh, company, and you said, hey. Would it be a career-defining moment for you to buy one of your competitors and merge with them and and have so many more products? They'd be like, "Uh, yeah, it would be. That that would be amazing." Like, if you went to Jim Ryan and just in in confidence, just privately, and said, "Hey, would it be a, a career-defining moment for you to buy Nintendo or to even to buy to buy the Xbox brand and merge with them, and and then your products are now merged with their products?" I guarantee you they would say, yeah, it would it, it would never happen, but yes, it would be a career a career defining moment. But I think sure. the only di- I think the only difference here is that Phil Spencer was clearly trying to start the process of actually trying to get this ball rolling and get the attention of his leadership to see if this would be a possibility. And I think that's why some people are pissed off because this guy wasn't just like, yeah, that'd be fucking cool if we could buy it. This guy was like, "Let me start asking around. Let me start. Let me start sending some emails because we don't know what what other emails or whatever uh, private boardroom talks were had. You know, maybe it's possible that Phil went to Satya and was like, "Hey, you know, I'd like to look into buying Nintendo." And Satya's like, "Absolutely not." Like, and and maybe maybe Satya had the business sense to go, "No U.S. company has ever bought a Japanese company. It would never happen. It would be a fucking political and um like it would be like a political nightmare." So maybe that's as far as I got. But I, I think... saw someone uh I saw someone make a really funny joke and them saying that like um uh Phil Spencer goes to Nintendo and they're like, "Hey, I'd like to have some you know business meetings with you," and they send ambassador um uh the the voice of mario um uh, uh charles martinet <laughs> yeah they send charles martinet <laughs> to sit down with phil for dinner but he only speaks in like the mario sound effects and so like phil's sitting there he's like thank you so much for being me charles he's like wow and, <laughs> and then like uh he's like well you know we we have a we have a strong past of like working with you guys and mama mia and then at the end this feels like uh we'd like to make an offer to buy you and like you're the mario oh no yeah so like that's <laughs> and then phil being like this is getting us nowhere <laughs> like um, but I, I guess, I guess also some people are just kind of pissed off because this guy was like, what would have happened if Satya was like, yeah, let's look into this, let's let's contact Nintendo, and I'm sure Nintendo would have left him out. But if this if this would have got further, and if like if email chain 
would have got out of Nintendo of Microsoft actually giving Nintendo offers of billions of dollars for their for their gaming div- you know for their company it would have been even worse and i i'm sure there would have been people screaming accusations of monopoly at uh at at, at microsoft maybe um but i do believe phil when because he he finally i think it was like the day after this these leaks he responded on twitter by saying like you know it's really disappointing to see like you know all the to communicate the private communications between our uh like employees and stuff being you know out in the public like this and he said like you know uh these emails are from three years ago and the plans have changed a lot um so i i think it is i i do believe him when he says that like it's clear they're not going after nintendo anymore and i think that if because you could see in the emails, Phil had the approval of Microsoft to go after Nintendo. I don't think he would have the approval now with with how all the the government scrutiny and the all the the courtrooms and the lawsuits with when they saw what happened with Activision, it would be tenfold if Microsoft was actually like got a, an approval bid to buy Nintendo. Like it, I think it would be shut down. So I think Microsoft yep. is looking at that. Everything that happened with Activision, and and you know, uh, Rick Hogue said the same thing on Twitter. Like, you gotta imagine that after everything that's happened with Activision, Microsoft would be uh, rather gun shy now to pull any kind of trigger when it would come to like Nintendo now. So, well, I I think most likely that Phil, this is before Microsoft, uh, you know, went to buy Activision, and so Phil was like, hey. He went to Satya, hey, Microsoft, we got a lot of cash in our pockets. It's starting to burn, burn a hole. Can I get permission to look into buying, you know, spending some money here? And they're like, yes, you know, give us some, you know, give us some uh, some options. Yeah, I and, mean, these emails were from even before yeah. they bought Bethesda. Yeah, and so Phil said that buying Nintendo would be a career moment for him. Obviously, that wasn't in the cards. But buying Call of Duty is definitely a big career moment. Yeah. So, yep. But I I think the uh, I think the only other biggest thing they could have tried to buy was Sony, but you know Sony would have they would have laughed them out just like Nintendo would have. Oh yeah. So, yep. um and I, I I guess the only other big things from it are just some uh, uh purported games that leaked. Um were uh, allegedly getting an a uh, Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion remaster and a Fallout 3 remaster. Um, the Oblivion game was originally, obviously this is back in 2020, the Oblivion game was set to release this year. Um, to be honest, if it's in development, I'm surprised it hasn't been announced by now. Not released, obviously, but I am surprised it has not been announced yet. We remember that uh, the Oblivion thing got leaked uh, a few months ago. Um, the the big like remake. Yeah, and and I'm wondering I'm wondering how close we are to an actual announcement. Uh, I don't know. So and then the follow three remaster thing. I know some people thought that it would be out in time for the follow TV show. It doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Um, but I mean, we'll we'll see. Um, and I guess I guess that's that's really it for the big Microsoft leaks. Um, but I mean, uh, it Dishon- was Dishonored Three, which, which I think there's a 
I think there's a big chance that got canceled. Yeah, I think so too because most of that team is gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, other than that, I mean, I I just think it was cool to kind of see behind the curtain, you know. And even I, you know, obviously it sucks for the people who are involved, but for us, it's like grab the popcorn. It was just fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then I guess real, real quick, last thing I want to mention, guys, we are three days from the end of September, yeah. and there's still supposed to be a brand new P- version of PS5 to come out this year. Do you think it's still coming out, and why has Sony not announced no. it yet if it's still coming out this year? I do not think it's coming out. Only be in next year. Like if Sony is putting is Sony if Sony is going to be putting out new hardware this year. In a time in in time for the holidays, why have they not announced it yet? And I'm I'm just because I've I've been reading online analysts like it's still coming out this year. Some people are even saying it's coming out as soon as by the end of October, or some people are saying in in time for Spider Man. And I just I, mean, I just I find it, it so hard to believe that if it's going to come out in October that it isn't. I find it hard to believe because well, it has been announced. I yet. I still think. It could easily come out uh, in October because, and I say that because this is not like a pro version, and you can you you can even remember years at E3 in the past when Microsoft would announce a new SKU of 360, like a a yeah, Bert remembers. He's like, I remember, um, like a slim versions. And they would announce them at E3, and they'd be, like, available tomorrow. And then they started shipping out. So I think you could still see Sony, like, announce something on a blog and be like, hey, here's the new uh, the new PS5 Slim or whatever with the detachable disk drive. They're not going to make it. This isn't a big deal console. They're, so I don't, they're not going to make a big deal out of this. It's just what they're going to start doing. So I think it could easily just be a blog post and they're like, it's available next Friday or, or you'll see it. On, you'll start seeing it on shelves next Friday or something like that. So uh, again, don't make a big deal out of the PS five pro if it launches next holiday next year. Um, but this one I think is just going to be just like a, a, a very similar to, um, uh, I know in the state of play, they, they showed off the, the, the earth collection or whatever it is like it's just gonna be something like that where to you know yeah. in a blog post or a video be like hey here's the new the new slim ps5 or whatever i guess just like the modularity of the console having a detachable hard drive i, I just like it's it's really interesting and unique and i really thought that they're going to have a much larger marketing push for it i i just think so because i think that they know that it's the because no, like like from from our reports, this is going to replace the current PS5. That after the current PS5 stock is out, you won't be able to buy them anymore. And so like I would think that they would want to inform the consumers going in the store and going, "What the fuck is this?" and scratching their heads. Okay, but l- let me ask you this: If you look at what Sony's doing right now. Wouldn't everything they're doing, wouldn't it tell you that they're trying to sell out all their stock right now? Because number one, all PS5s are on sale for $50 off right now. You're getting it yeah. for $449. And now, just last week, they announced that every new PS5 you get 
uh, if you if you buy a new PS5, you get a free game with it. From like it's like a list of first party games, you get to pick a free game. So they're trying to get people into stores right now to buy all these old PS5s. They would yeah. not be doing that for no reason. So they have they don't want to. They're not. They're trying to shift all the old stock, but they're not going to announce this new one because people would go, well, shit, I want to buy that. I'm not going to go buy one of these old ones yet. So Sony's waiting till they get down to a point where they uh, blow a certain a certain threshold, then they'll announce this thing, so people can start pre-ordering or buying that. So until they yeah. hit that threshold, they're not gonna announce it. Yeah, and I definitely I find all that you know understandable and it definitely makes sense. I just like to me this is another example of just Sony, just their current uh, culture of being really tight-lipped about shit. Because I feel yeah. like. I feel like PS4 Sony would have already announced this thing. Yeah. But, well, maybe uh, whoever CEO after Jim Ryan, maybe they'll start announcing shit. I don't know. All yeah. right, boys. We're running a little yeah. long here. Yeah, I, I know we are, I know. No, it's totally fine. We haven't talked in a couple of weeks. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah, Josh yeah. wouldn't shut his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, why don't we do I... one more story and then we'll, uh, we'll get out of here. Oh yeah, you got anything else? Because uh, I'm done with all my stories. So. Oh okay. Um, I Josh, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's something else that's big that happened, but I just I can't, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, I mean, I, I guess I guess in the sports world, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers tore his ACL when you were gone, but I mean, not his ACL, his Achilles. Yeah, but yep. Uh, and uh, uh, Nick Chubb somehow only tore his uh, MCL. So, yeah, yep. I feel like someone could have severed his knee, like completely tore his leg off, and they'd be like, somehow you only tore your ACL. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, well uh, um, that's... Uh, just just Alex, real quick, I I wanted to mention uh, for the first time in like my entire life. I feel like I'm embarrassed to say I'm a, I'm a Bears fan. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just like, I, I got a bunch of Bengals gear. I'm just wearing that. <laughs> I don't really deal with this shit. I, uh, I, I don't yeah. I deal with this I haven't given a shit about, like, I haven't, like, really let this emotionally affect me in, like, the last couple of years. Because this team is just garbage. It's always going to be garbage. Oh. I'm fucking sick of it. I, uh, I saw someone online today say that he is no longer a Bengals fan because the Bengals, uh, uh, muffed the pick and they should not have picked Burrow and they but should still, have picked I saw Tua. That and I was like, you know what? I can see. That. I was like, what? Like, Tua is in a system that allows him to succeed, but he's not a generational talent like Burrow is, like in my opinion. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. and I I told Trisha that I'm gonna start being I'm gonna start being a Saints fan as well. So at least yeah, uh, if, if she uh, so at least if her team wins, I can be happy for something. <laughs> But, but uh, anything else? Uh, that, yep. nope, nope, that's, that's it. it for me. All right. I will talk to you guys later. Yep. Later. Peace.